Hello and welcome to Where's the News, the show that answers the question that everyone is dying to know. With me to find the news are Garrett Roberts and Nick Hederick. Garrett, Nick, how's it going? It sounds like Garrett. Nick's uh, computer was just turning on, but uh, I'm doing pretty good today. Uh, got some good work done, journalism work, important work. I'm not sure whether to call you a nerd or respect you because technically that's, that's my job as well. But just the way you said it kind of came off pretty nerdy. Wow. Tell me how you really feel. I'm the arts and entertainment editor. That that comes with the territory. Well, uh, going off with what Garrett said, last week we attempted to film, or I shouldn't say film, record our first podcast, but it ended up with some technical difficulties that I must add I had absolutely nothing to deal with. And uh, because of this, we should probably introduce ourselves. That'll be referred to as the lost episode, by the way. So when Where's the News gets big, we we may release that. uh, That's yet to be discussed. So let's start with we, Garrett. We were discussing it 30 seconds before we went on the air. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying, John Flynn? Garrett, why don't you uh, introduce yourself for the second time for those that do not have access to the soon-to-be-released, if you give us enough money, lost episode. Uh, well, my name is Garrett Roberts. I am the arts and entertainment editor for RMU Century Media, as well as music manager for RMU Radio. Uh, really, I write about all the kind of fun stuff on campus. And we do reviews, we do, oh, look, clubs are doing this, we cover Greek life, theater, all that kind of fun stuff. And then, I mean, I've just been writing for a while, so I'm used to it at this point. You know it's more fun than A&E? Actual news. Oh. So you mean sports. Ah, wow. That's a classic. Well, since Garrett transitioned it so smoothly, let's move over to the impeccable Nick Hederick. Wow, thank you for that lovely introduction, John. i got to say, Nick, I've been saying it all day, but uh, I just want to document it officially. Nick looks real good today. He's, like, not wearing a Blink-182 shirt. He's got, like, a nice long sleeve shirt on. Wow. He's killing it. Wow. That was kind of like a roast, but also (laughs) a compliment. What is it? Negative. A double negative. Double negative. No, what do they call it? Backhanded compliment. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but I mean it. I mean it. Thank Your you. Your hair looks good today, man. Um, You're killing it. This is one for the My name is Nick Hedrick. I'm the Century Media Sports Editor um, for the time being. Uh, yeah, so uh, we're, I'm in charge of all the sports articles. No, I don't even know if that's even true. I mean, I create the sports articles, what we report on, stuff like that, even though there's a lot of peer pressure from other people above me to cover other things. I cover what I want to cover, and my staff covers what I want them to cover. Oh, it's very nice. Independent student news. That's what we do. So, by the way, we all work for Arm You Center Media. But we're open to story ideas all the time. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys, if you guys have anything, uh, and you're listening, and you're on RMU, or even if you're not, uh, just shoot us an email. Uh, you know, one of us, student, uh, student uh, directory online is pretty nice for that. Um, you have all our names, so feel free. Um, Instead of plugging our social media or something, you just told them to look <laughs> us up on the RMU directory, <laughs> which is like the early 2000s version of a phone book. <laughs> look us up with the phone book. You'll uh, find our address there. Don't show up like late at night, but like from the time from five to eight, uh, whenever mom's cooking dinner, it's cool to stop in by and uh, drop off a story. Not with my mom. My mom does not like having people in the house. Really? I mean, only if there's like a speck of dust on the ground, which I mean, obviously there's always a speck of dust on the ground, but she's uh she's pretty she takes pride in her house, man. What can I say? She doesn't want anyone else to see it. Uh that's no what one, I always no think. No one can come over and see how nice my house is. <laughs> that's that's it's the vibe my that I house. get. Yeah, exactly. 
before we get too sidetracked, um, I am John Blinn, uh, the son of Sherry Blinn, who I might add keeps a fantastic house if she's listening. Um, <laughs> I cover the the more entertaining stuff than arts and entertainment, your car crashes, your fires, and also more political stuff on campus, you know, everything that's uh, not so dry, like movies and music. Just kidding. I love music, movies and music. But uh, yeah, that's what I do here. And I'm going to be feeding you the news that you came here to find. Because where is the news? Couldn't have said it better myself, Garrett. So Garrett, I think... Since you asked the question, you should be the first to answer it. What is going on with A&E right now? So in the kind of wide world of A&E, one of the stories making headlines today is that... Canadian band Nickelback has made a copyright strike against the U.S. president through Twitter.com. Can you add some more context there, Garrett? Because if you, without the context, though, that is just baffling. Oh, yes. So in context. With the context, it's baffling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we live in a society where the... We live in a society. Yeah, we live in a society. To give the background for that, uh, U.S. President Donald Trump decided to tweet out He's been in a, an ongoing feud with the Bidens about, like, foreign relations and stuff like that. So that's way oversimplifying it, but we're not going to get into Joe Biden's political activities on this show quite yet. But uh, he tweeted out a video. It was essentially going like, oh, there was an interview. Somebody tried to ambush Biden with an interview going, hey, you know, what's the relations with your son and all that stuff? And. He's like, I don't know anything about it, but there happened to be a photograph of him with a foreign leader who he was accused of talking to. So our magnanimous president, Mr. Donald Trump, decided to take that picture and put it in a Nickelback meme where Nickelback says, look at this photograph. And they hold up the picture. Yes. And in that picture, they he photoshopped over essentially the picture of them at the golf course. Naturally, as soon as it came out, people were like, seriously, you're the president and you're tweeting (laughs) memes. But regardless, it was out there. And eventually, I believe it is Warner Group sent out a copyright strike against it going, you can't do that. That's our property. Mm -hmm. The weird thing about this is, aside from it obviously being the weirdest thing to happen this year, perhaps, that's not even true. Um, Elections are coming. It's getting weirder. The really weird thing about this is that so people make edits on Twitter all the time of music videos and music, and it's fine. But the president did it, <laughs> and the Nickelback's management. I mean, there's Nicki Minaj music videos, Drake music videos, Ariana Grande music videos being edited and memed online. And nobody cares. They're blowing up the same way these Trump, the Trump one did. But Nickelback's management and I, Warner Group, I've heard, is not the best, you know, label to be on. Um, but and Warner, you know, likes to protect their stuff. They're a very rich histo- historic, you know, group. Warner Brothers for Nickelback pulls down a tweet for copyright infringement. 
So it just baffles me. What a world we're living in. This is the thing. I saw something like this about a coma. As someone woke up from a coma and tried to explain what's going on to them. But my grandmother, before she passed away earlier this year, had Alzheimer's. And I always was like wondering, like, if she just suddenly came to, you know, and all of a sudden she could, like, she realized and remembered everything that was going on. And I got to sit her down for 10 minutes and try to explain to her what's going on in the, today's society. I, it would be the weirdest thing ever to convince someone that that's true. She'd probably be like, you're screwing with me. I'd be like, no, Grandma. Yesterday, Donald Trump, who is the president now not hosting a B-list you know, reality TV show, <laughs> tweeted a picture of a Nickelback song called Fo- – I'd probably need like a whiteboard and draw some <laughs> arrows and stuff. It's Pepe Sylvia. It's weird. It's really bizarre to me. I've got to say, um, I thought I was, I was a classic old comedian here this morning because – not this morning. Um, I didn't have class until 3.30 today, so naturally I slept in. And when I woke up, I saw the tweet, and – in typical Donald Trump fashion, he had tweeted, look at this photograph, all caps, exclamation point. And underneath was a photo that said, this media has been disabled in response to a report by the copyright owner. So the last thing that I would have thought was the fact that Donald Trump had actually made a Nickelback meme. So rather than looking into it, I was like, ha that's the line from Nickelback. <laughs> and I retweeted with the the rest of the lines from the song, you know, every time I do, it makes me laugh. And we just got copyright strikes. But <laughs> um, I thought I was, I, I thought I was some sort of comedy god out here. And I kept, I, I even showed Nick today in our econ class. I was like, Nick, look what I did on Twitter. Isn't this funny? And Nick was like, y- you just added the lyrics. And I was like, what? Like, I don't understand. Well, why isn't anyone getting the enjoyment out of this that I am? And then Garrett comes in before the show today and he's like, they actually copy striked him. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, he made this meme. And I was like, no. Like, when I woke up this morning and saw that, that something was copy striked from Donald Trump, the last thing that I was expecting was to actually be the real content. It's just baffling that this is real. Yeah, and I feel like, kind of to go off of what Nick was saying earlier, the only reason they probably took it down, of all things, like, there's a thousand Nickelback memes. Even look at this graph. <laughs> but um, essentially it's a political statement by one of the biggest politicians in the world. Donald, whenever Donald Trump tweets something, it's going out to millions and billions of people. So the fact that like he was kind of using Nickelback for a political statement, Nickelback's Canadian. He, that's already some like tension there because of Donald Trump's previous comments about Canada and Canadians in general. But also... The rock genre has never been too fond of any <laughs> political authority. No. So trying to use that as kind of like a, ah, look, I'm really sticking it to Biden. <laughs> Warner Group probably went, <laughs> we're going to cover it. It'll be funny if we take down his video and then this John Blinn kid just what tweets out a, the rest of the lyrics. What would have happened if he tweeted like a Rage Against the Machine song or something? Oh, they probably still would have took it down. I think there would have been riots in the street. I think it would have been copyright strike and then riots in the street. I don't know. Trump always struck me as more of a limp biscuit kind of guy. <laughs> Fred Durst and Donald Trump have a lot in common. This gives me a very uh, Pokemon go to the polls kind of vibe. Uh, kind of like out of touch. and. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's, I mean, obviously. I forgot it's what I was that for. happened and I'm upset that you remind me. Of that, John. <laughs> I like you less because you remind me that that is in existence. I hope that keeps you up tonight, buddy. No, my sadness such will a, keep me up tonight. Such a threat. 
So not only does Garrick have Nickelback for us, but I am under the impression that he also has more news for us. So Garrick, why yeah. don't you uh, toss some more news at us, buddy? Uh, I talked about it a little bit on Colonial Rock Radio, Mondays at 8.30 to 10. Oh, gotta love the plug. But um, essentially, there's some big news in the metal scene. As James Hetfield, lead singer of Metallica, is back in rehab. He's been struggling with rehab for a while now, and like, addiction is a very serious issue, and he's been battling it for a while, but it's kind of sad to see him back. Right. I mean, it, I don't know if you two have ever watched Some Kind of Monster, the uh, documentary they did for St. Anger, their worst album. Uh, oh, yeah. But it got number one still because it's Metallica. But you watch just that band falling apart in that documentary while they're trying to make an album, and he's dealing with alcoholism and things of that nature. And for him to go back, and it was the, I believe, was it the anniversary of Cliff's death or Cliff's birthday? I think it was Cliff's, I can't remember which it was, but that was the day the news broke that he went back to rehab. So you wonder if that, like, inspired him to go back or something. But I don't know, but it's a really sad situation. Any way you spin it. Yeah, it's it's honestly becoming a bigger issue for musicians in general is this like trend of abuse and everything. It, a lot of rock stars and people in the metal scene sent their well wishes to Hetfield. I, I'm not even the biggest Metallica fan. I'm sure that's an understatement based off any conversation I've had with you, but, <laughs> but I mean, uh, my, my heart goes out to the dude because that's a genuine issue. And more and more, right. Like look at uh Kirk Cobain. It's it's just an increasing trend of right. musicians. And there's a lot of popular musicians that have abused something in some way, you know, whether it be drugs or alcohol. And it seems like that life on the road and, you know, Metallica is a band that's constantly in the eye of the general public, even if it's just the rock community. Um, but still, they're one of the last rock band or metal bands, whatever you want to. I just fall, put that all into rock. But um, yeah, I mean, it's police use Metallica to get people out of the road. It's labeled as dad music. People know who the band is just right. briefly listening to Metallica. You're like, oh, my dad knows these people. <laughs> I mean, that guy from Colonial Rock Radio plays like a Metallica song once a year. So What a vision that is. I know. They're all spiffed up in their suits and stuff. Uh, just to... to to add a little bit of a tease, not to get too sidetracked here, but Greg Sutton, who was featured in the Lost episode, just walked by the window. So keep that in mind. If you want to hear more from Greg Sutton, uh, donate to our Patreon that doesn't exist yet. We have to wait. Once we get like 20 listeners, we start <laughs> trying to milk stuff out of people. Um, but sort of to transition here, obviously, you know, this kind of stuff is strong in the world of fame and also just in the public in general. But more particularly, just because we're talking about um, rock and, you know, drugs and the struggles that come with it, I'm going to start up with my first news article here. U.S. prosecutors say three men were arrested during the investigation into rapper Mac Miller's deadly overdose last year, have now been charged with providing the drugs that killed him. So we talked a little bit last week about this. Um, it's, it's picking up. Um, people are really sort of starting to dive into this stuff. Um, it seems like there's a lot of investigation going on in Pittsburgh right now, which is crazy because it's been almost a year. It's probably been over a year, right? 
Nick, no, it's roughly over died? a year. Yeah, it's been over a year. He died in it? September last year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to continue into the article. A grand jury indictment unsealed Wednesday in Los Angeles accuses the men of conspiring and distributing cocaine and oxycodone pills laced with fentanyl that caused Miller's death in September 2018. So it was September. Cameron Petit, Stephen Walker, and Ryan Rivas were previously charged with drug-related offenses. Wednesday's charges add the allegation that the drugs led to Miller's death. So what do you guys think about this? I, I think it's good that they're finally catching these people, but it's almost, it, it's almost like a trend, I feel. Every so often we get a, oh, you know, there's going to be a lot of push in Pittsburgh against opioids. It's going to be, there's going to be parades, there's going to be movements, there's going to be donations, charity events, and then next year at this time we'll be talking about, oh, well, there's something else happened. Like, as we talked about on the last episode, uh, there were multiple deaths in like drug-related deaths in pittsburgh recently yeah there were uh there were three people who died of an overdose from uh what is quote a bad batch of drugs and there were five other people in the same location that did not die from the overdose but they went through similar injuries and were suffering as well um sort of to continue on this uh it's one thing when it's famous people and i think that you have mac miller this year and you have, you know, the rehab and Metallica stuff going on right now. What does it mean for these famous people? And how can we use the status that they have to tackle the problem as a whole? I think it's one of those things we're going to look at and you're going to see all these musicians. They're kind of acting as, what's a good way? They're essentially a figurehead for the movement. Like, you remember Mac Miller, you liked him. Like, this could happen to somebody you love, stuff like that. The issue I feel with that is that that's only effective for a little while. Like, sure, it people are like, oh, I remember Mac Miller. And then in a year, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember him. You know, I don't remember how he died, really. But and then there's people whose family members, whose spouses, loved ones are also suffering from this and they aren't hurt as much. Um, so was your question like, what, what was your question exactly? He kind of lost. Basically, okay. So, so you, can celebrities dying help like make other people realize? I don't want to say help because it's obviously. Not I know, a good I know, thing, I know what you're saying, but I mean, like, can it get other people to realize that they shouldn't be using opioids? Yeah. How do you, as as someone who's, say, you're in a government position or whatever, right? How can you use the stuff like this? to really crack down on what's going on in your community, in your location. I don't know what, from a government standpoint, you can do. <laughs> but a, a, anywhere. Go find undercover people that go sling drugs and find out who the dealers are. I don't know. Which I want to add, I don't know if we talked about this, um, or if this was even before the uh, the lost episode, but there was a an officer who went undercover and did find the man distributing those drugs and... Uh, he was taken into custody. So in case that wasn't discussed last week, just a little update there. Wow. Riveting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in all honesty, the biggest thing that people can do to prevent stuff like this happening is just public awareness. Like, right. people are getting addicted to opioids because they're sitting there, oh, well, I'm in a little bit of pain, so I may as well take this. The doctor prescribed me enough that I can keep getting refills. 
like got my wisdom teeth out. I really didn't need an opioid. I just took ibuprofen in the end, but that's a serious issue that you can face. Um, like you can just get hooked. You're like, ah, my teeth still kind of feel like a little bit sore. I should just take another one. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of like comical when you say it like that, but, but that's it's, people's it's, mentality. It's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, just to put this into a smaller scale now, um, I wanted to share an article of Pittsburgh actually, you know, really sort of cracking down on this on a smaller level, not just with Mac Miller. On Monday, investigators arrested Emiliano Nav- Navarro. He's a Fayette County doctor accused of improperly distributing prescription opioids. Since 2017, prosecutors have brought charges against more than 26 doctors and medical professionals. So as much of a shame as it is that there's this many people participating in distributing these drugs, it's good to see that number. 26, I mean, think of how many people they could be distributing to. So that, that tree goes branches out really far. Um, so it's, it's good to see that we're making progress and uh, – the Pittsburgh safety director really seems to be dedicated to fixing this. And the article ends with a quote that I'm just going to sort of wrap this conversation up with before we move on to sports. Sports. Um, He says it's an ongoing constant fight to keep Pittsburgh, the County and state safe. So I, I think that, you know, with all this going on, just keep it in mind. Remember what the world is going on, what's going, what we're going through, try to help out best you can. You, you know, if you have, I don't really know what to say, how to, how to wrap this up, but just keep in mind what's going on in your community. Uh, try to help out. If you have information, you know, let authorities know. Try to prevent the stuff that's going on from going on. And on that note, we're going to light things back up again. Wow. Or maybe drag John them the down. the mood killer blend. <laughs> yeah, death, destruction. So let's talk about sports. <laughs> I th- yeah, I think, I think you might drag the mood down we a little bit more. We talk about Mac Miller for a second week in a row. Well, uh, technically it's the first because the last episode is still lost. Yeah, but it, it was a carbon copy the last week, and when the when we finally blow up and the people hear that, they're going to go, it's the same thing as the first episode. Well, they're, they're missing the Kurt Cobain stuff, <laughs> the Courtney Love you stuff. You don't know that yet. There's a lot of show left, John Blinn. There's a lot of show left, John Blinn. <laughs> Are you gonna be? Are you gonna drag it down from death no, uh, with your uh, with the sports? Did so they win? Did they lose? Sports. That's a very broad question. <laughs> uh, no home game. Or actually, there are home games, but most of the teams are away. Men's and women's soccer will be uh, out of the state actually. No. Tomorrow and on Sunday, I believe they both play. Men's hockey starts their season Saturday and Sunday against Michigan Tech. Uh, volleyball, I believe, has two matches this weekend. So, um, pretty easy weekend for me, at least, hopefully. Then I don't want to jinx anything. Next weekend, I won't be here, and there are nine games on campus, so that's going to be very fun to deal with. Going to have to crack down on that sports But uh, football has off this week, which is good. They have a much-deserved rest here as they head into uh, conference play next week, starting, I believe, that's a game against St. Francis? I believe so. But, yeah, overall, volleyball is killing it. That's a volleyball term, actually, so no pun intended. Um, start off conference play with a big win over Miramac. I believe they play Bryant? Bryant, maybe, um, this week. Then, obviously, men's and women's soccer. 
Um, doing okay to start conference play after a shaky non-conference schedule to begin the year. Um, they're looking to compete in the NEC, which they might be able to do. They might be proving me wrong. Men's hockey projected to finish seventh in their conference. They have a few new guys coming in, a few freshmen. Um, I believe maybe a couple transfers too. Um, seems to be competitive again. Um, I believe they're trying to go for a record-setting seventh straight semifinal appearance in their conference tournament this year. Hopefully, obviously, they make it to the NCAA tournament, though. That's their main goal. And um, women's hockey. I believe has the week off then next week they'll play minnesota number two ranked team in the nation as of right now so that's gonna probably pack moon township um but yeah pretty light weekend um you know i don't want to say make the smaller sports sound irrelevant but um you know a couple of the smaller sports um out of town men's hockey one of the marquee sports here is going to be in town so that should draw a crowd always the men's hockey team one of the sports teams robert morris is known for so should be a good uh, good weekend of sports action here don't sleep on that volleyball team either. I saw that look. <laughs> Nick, uh, I wanted to – I don't know if you were prepared to talk about this or not, but um, obviously it's pretty big news that uh, Clint Hurdle, no longer with the Pirates. You know, can we get your take on that? Oh, boy, you should listen to Stranded Sports Podcast Wednesdays at 1030 on com, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Um, listen, I, I've, I've met Clint Hurdle on two occasions. He actually remembered who I was the second time I met him. Um, nice guy, but in professional sports being an – what just happened? My lip like didn't open all the way when I tried to say sports. It was like spurts. That, that there's sports. So in sports, though, being a nice guy doesn't justify keeping your job or giving you a job. Um, I think it was time for a complete culture shift for the Pirates, but as long as Bob Nutting owns that team and as long as Neil Huntington's the general manager, they can fire everybody and nothing's going to change. I think they need to change the personnel up top before they try to blame it on the bottom. And I think that, you know, Clint Hurdle is going to be the scapegoat as opposed to Neil Huntington, who basically was told he's keeping his job. One more uh, quick question. Yes. How does it feel to not talk about Antonio Brown for once? Well, considering you brought him up, I still don't know how that feels. Because... <laughs> yeah, he's just not making headlines. He, he's going back to school. He's I believe going back. It's all online classes. Uh, Jack looked them up. Uh, I figured. It's um, all online classes and... Uh, well, it's already six weeks into the semester. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Best of luck to him if you want. He has a lavish lifestyle, so I hope he's getting like a nuclear engineering degree or something. Mr. Big Chess goes to big school. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, while we're thinking of the Pirates, even though I sort of uh, killed the mood with that Antonio yeah. Brown joke. How there. does it feel to not talk about <laughs> him, but I'm bringing him up again? Um, Thus talking about him. Andrew McCutcheon, back in Pittsburgh doing some good work despite the trade he is working through november 16th through the 23rd he is volunteering in pittsburgh to give back to the community that he feels made him he will be working with habitat for humanity and 412 food rescue so nick you mentioned earlier that you know nice guys don't make it in the world of sports and obviously you know not, this not stuff. what i said completely <laughs> completely out of context the, I, I, said, I know i know being a nice guy doesn't justify you keeping a job if you're performing below the uh, the expected level. I did not say if you're a nice guy, get out of professional sports. I was messing with you. Where's the fake news, John Blinn? A true Blinn. journalist, John Blinn, taking things out of context and trying to make me look like a bad guy. I wasn't trying to make you look like a bad guy. I was just going to ask I'm you. I'm sitting across the table from Donnie. <laughs> I was going to say, 
You've met Andrew McCutcheon. You've I, seen I have. Him. He's a very nice guy. I have. He's successful. I, I would assume. <laughs> so he has a $50 million contract. On the opposite end of spectrum, when you do have the nice guys that are doing well, what, what do you think about all this? What do you think about him giving back to Pittsburgh with his wife, by the way? I, I forgot to mention that. Despite the trade, like, what does that mean to you as, as a Pittsburgh sports fan? I think that it's like an old-school athlete mentality. You look at Roberto Clemente, who is obviously it's a different story, but he dies going to his hometown to, you know, help. I can't remember what he's doing exactly, but he died on a plane flight back to his home to try and help them. I don't remember what the scenario was. I'm not going to speculate either. Um, but, you know, and it's awesome to see, like, this team drafted me. They gave me a chance to play the sport I love professionally, and they, you know, uh, he was treated like a hero here because he was the first really good player they had in, like, two decades, you know. And so it's awesome to see him come back and be like, I'm going to give back to this community that, like, embraced me and made this feel like my home. And I think that the media needs to focus more so on those athletes than the Antonio Browns of the world that, you know, kind of give that negative to uh, connotation to professional athletes and make them all look like greedy jerks that, you know, want a paycheck and nothing else. But this Andrew McCutcheon stuff's not going to make national news. Yeah. If, if Antonio Brown did this, it would be all over the place. And I know Andrew McCutcheon's not a perennial all-star anymore, but he's still a very, you know, mediocre to, you know, maybe even a average to a little bit above average, depending on who you talk to, baseball player. He's not a star anymore, so maybe he wouldn't get that press, even if he's still, you know. But, I mean, it's awesome to see, and it's something that I know for a fact he's not doing it for a publicity look at me, I'm doing a nice thing stunt. It's, you know, him wanting to genuinely do this. Um. Garrett, is there anything you'd like to add to that? No, I think you've summed it up pretty well. All right, just to sort of like drive Nick's point home, um, like he said, this isn't a publicity stunt, and from the mouth of the man himself, this is my home. This is where I live. This is where I am from, and I want to be able to give to the city that gave to me as well. So I think that is a nice way to wrap up Andrew McCutcheon there. <laughs> We're going to move on to some Robert Morris University news. Um, let's start with uh, the Yorktown stuff going on because Yorktown Hall is a dorm we have here, in case you're not familiar with Robert Morris University. John lives there. I live there. Garrett lives there as well. I keep forgetting Garrett. About Garrett. I keep forgetting Garrett's not a commuter anymore. And Garrett was the brave soul to be the first person to ride the recently worked on elevator back up to his floor. Garrett, why don't you give us some information on your experience there? Um, you've never felt your heart enter your stomach until like you realize like the elevator that's supposed to be broken opens its doors on the ninth floor. <laughs> you know the Tower of Terror in uh, Disney World? Yeah. And how it just like never been. plummets? <laughs> From uh, what I understand, that is exactly what the elevator was doing beforehand. I, I, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, I have a couple of people that I've been talking to in Yorktown just because it's a community. Mm-hmm. Who have it's like a cult inside of a cult. Yeah. And uh, they fell a couple of floors. Uh, my one friend who lives right across the hall, hi Bryce if you're listening, fell two floors in the elevator. He tried to get out and it just plummeted. Uh, as I was actually walking into Yorktown today, the mechanics were headed in with me. 
So the fact that it's up and running is good. It still shakes. It's still terrifying to ride. Uh, my one friend equated the uh, situation at Yorktown to essentially the Shining Hotel. And I don't disagree. We have an infestation of bugs. We have what seems to be elevators plummeting. There's a lot of issues. Granted, there's some things that have improved in Yorktown this semester. But yeah, yeah. It's genuinely like, come on, I'm paying a lot of money for this. <laughs> I know some people are like pretty upset about Yorktown. I'm in my professional uh, communications in the workplace class and a lot of people were we, we had a project and we had to present a problem on campus to the classroom and a lot of people chose to talk about Yorktown they were talking about the cockroach issue from the beginning of the year um, they were talking about you know obviously the elevator and stuff and how overall Yorktown is just sort of like I don't want to say going downhill because that sounds a little extreme but it's having its problems this semester um, and I, it, it seems like students are really bothered by that, and I'm not sure what we need to do as a student body to rectify this situation. I mean, one of the big issues is, I mean, you pay more to live in Yorktown. Mm -hmm. It is a higher price to live in Yorktown than it is in any other dorm on campus, except for maybe apartments, because they're a little bit more. A little tinkle it. But um, one of the issues kind of like you see all these issues and they're trying to fix them like they got exterminators in obviously they got the elevator fixed it's still shaking i prayed to god each time i go up that elevator <laughs> i pray that it falls for me because i'm like <laughs> if, this, if this elevator falls i mean i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a little bit of money you know um and but there's also some things that they've improved on the yorktown kitchen is a lot better yeah, it's really nice. The head chef has actually put a lot of effort into doing that. He is a professional chef. Mm -hmm. And in all honesty, that has improved greatly. I think a lot of people overreact just because you're paying a lot of money to be here. And falling stories in an 11-story hotel is terrifying. I live on the ninth floor. If I fall to the basement, I better be getting a reimbursement check. I just thought... Uh, wow. Nick said he'd never been to uh, the Tower of Terror, so... Uh, I have not been in an ele uh, elevator in Yorktown all year. I was last year. Yeah. Because I you know had other friends that lived there, but now you just live there. To give you... Garrett a, lives there, neither of you invite me over, so... You can come over anytime you want, Nick. That doesn't you, sound like a genuine... You want to hang out with I me? Don't, I don't want to go to your room, Garrett. No, don't worry. Not, <laughs> not because of you. <laughs> Nick, um, just to give you some context on what riding in the elevators feels like... Um, you mentioned you've never been to Disney. Um, have you been to Kennywood? I know you're from Erie, so that I'm might... not an amusement park guy. Not an amusement There's park. There's Waldemere guy. and Erie, and I ride these rides that make you spin, and people should hate because you feel like you're going to vomit. Mm -hmm. But rides that make you spin, I love. Anything with heights, I hate because I hate heights. Gotcha. Like so the exterminator. When, I was... when Nick Jr. wants to go yeah. on the roller coaster, his mom better take him because I'm sure <laughs> not going to. Kayla, if you're listening. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> The uh, I, I was gonna <laughs> give Nick the context of uh, Garrett. You might get this, but I don't think Nick's ever been to Kennywood. Um, the elevator for Noah's Ark oh. gone, gone, right? And now Yorktown's elevator starts freaking out. Where'd the Noah's Ark elevator go? Is that the one? Did they do the old switcheroo? 
It is entirely possible. Noah's Ark is a death trap. Too. I mean, we had budget cuts last year. So, I mean, if, if you see a free stranded yeah. elevator, like in the Kennywood parking lot. Oh, <laughs> what, what time is that? Give it a plug real fast, Nick. 10.30 p.m. Wednesday. Yeah. But if you see um, a stranded elevator in the parking lot of Kennywood and you're like, mm, my, my university's kind of, we kind of need some money. Let's save us a couple bucks. You just grab it. You know, you didn't know it was the Noah's Ark elevator. Just grab it. Yeah. An elevator. Yeah. Yeah, ride it, ride it home. It's called squat day, Nick. All right, the pioneers just ride these babies out. for miles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> one more thing, RMU news. Um, what was it? Monday was the day of giving. I should yes, know this. Yeah. I believe so. Monday. News no, it was uh, it was Tuesday. I believe. Tuesday, because it was was it October first. Yeah, it was ten oh one. Yeah, so that was Tuesday. Um, Ron Morris University recently had their day of giving, which means basically people come in, alumni, family members, students, and they give to RMU, which I was confused at the title at first because I was like, oh, what's RMU going to give away? But no, it's just giving to RMU. That's kind of a misleading title. My high school title. did this. Yeah, so. Except my high school was a lot worse about it in terms of, hey, just give us money. Let, let's hear it. Lay a story on us. My high school? Yeah, yeah. Well, I paid a lot of money to go to my high school because it was a private Catholic high school, mm-hmm. and it was there was this day of day of it wasn't a day of giving. It was like some rich guy that went to my high school was gonna like match whatever we cumulatively donated. So, say my high school raised five hundred thousand dollars, he would double that, so it would be a million dollars total. And it was just so it was so petty. Well, <laughs> um, if you think that's petty, I'm a. Uh... <laughs> I'm not saying this what is petty, transition. but I just want to I, I just want to throw this out there because I I think it's interesting. Um, rather than having someone double our money, uh, the university said that if they had 1,001 donors give gifts to Robert Morris, then uh, local groundskeeper. Uh, yeah, he and, is groundskeeper, and they labeled him as local phenomenon. Yeah, that's so what I'll, I was thinking. Local phenomenon, John Tucci would get to be president of the university for a day. And I just want to start this by saying that Don, uh, I think John Tucci's a phenomenal guy. Every time I've run into him, he's super nice to me. He really cares about what he's doing. He's passionate about his job. I think that's awesome. Hell of a singer, too. Yeah, really good. <laughs> um, but they reached that goal, and now he gets to be president of the university. So the first question I want to ask is, what's he going to do? What do you guys think? What, do you, what are you predicting for good old John Tucci? I'm sure you guys have both met him. So you know what he's like. Indeed I have. He's very passionate, and he's got, you know, big dreams. So what do you think he's dreaming up for the university for his day? In all honesty, I I feel like under John Tucci, it's really more of like a, you know, oh, he'd be president for a day. Who is he under that gardener's hat? That's what we're going to (laughs) find out Um, on an undisclosed day. But, uh, yeah, also they didn't disclose what day it's going to be, so it might be like a Saturday. Yeah, they're really planning it out. But, um Essentially, it'll probably be he acts as a figurehead. He just walks around campus, shakes hands all day. My bet is going to be that he does exactly that, what he already does. Yeah. Except he won't be shoveling mulch or something. It's going to be him walking around saying, hello, I'm the president today. Free sandwiches at Romo's or something. That'll be that. He seems... (laughs) They would not do that. They're not missing out on their 850 a sandwich. (laughs) Lock and loads, baby. They were putting out um, the videos like all day, like, you know, donate to RMU so Tucci can be the president. And he seems genuinely happy yeah. about this. But one thing that I'm sort of questioning, and I don't want to make any accusations here, but um, Robert Morris Uncensored, or is it Bobby Moe Uncensored? Yes, Bobby Moe Uncensored. On Twitter, 
recently held like a charity event um, to raise all this money to give to John Tucci, which he would then donate because it's just the type of guy he is. And it did really well. Um, he made a lot of money. It meant a lot to him. Wasn't it just all the merch they sold? Yeah, it was all yeah, the Tucci yeah. 2020 merch yeah. they sold would go to a charity of his choice. Yeah, so that was their their charity event kind of deal. And I think that the university saw that this was good. I don't like I said I don't know if for sure they saw, but I'm wondering if this is sort of like, oh, Tucci did good here. Now let's use him to make money as a university. What do you think? Cuz I don't I'm not sure how to feel about it. I'm excited that he's excited, but I'm not sure. I, I do feel like it is somewhat them trying to jump on this trend of, well, if he can make money here, he'll make money here. John Tucci... Oh, sorry. John Tucci is a face that everyone on campus knows. He's the friendliest guy you'll ever meet. So I feel like if they were going to do that, they should have made a portion of the donations go to a charity of his choice. I like, like that, yeah. Tucci 2020, all the proceeds went to him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a whole lot of money. It was around like 200 or $300, but it made him really happy that he... And especially from, from just the Twitter account that a couple college kids follow. Like, that's a decent amount of money from what, they're really, from what they really got. I mean, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where you have... This guy, everyone knows, and the university knows that. Like, alumni know John Tucci. People in the community mm-hmm. know John Tucci. Mm-hmm. He goes and sings uh, National Anthem at my sister's mm-hmm. Catholic school. Like, at basketball games, he'll just show up and sing the National Anthem. But uh, it's just one of those things where it does kind of feel... I'm not I'm, sure. I'm, we're not going to make an accusation that yeah. they're sitting there going, oh, we know how to make this money. Yeah. But it's also kind of like there should have been something more. There should have been an option to make a donation to a charity of his choice. And if he got a certain amount there, he could have been president for a day. And maybe maybe they didn't know at all that, you know, Bobby Moe and did this or anything. And maybe, like, it's, it's really just speculation for me. It's just something I wanted to bring up and sort of see what you guys felt. Um, but I guess what, I think I'll really feel better once I see what he does as president for the day. You know, maybe they really give him a nice opportunity here. If they give him free reign and he just transforms Robert Morris into <laughs> John Tucci University, I will. <laughs> I just hope there's a full-fledged bulldozer on our campus that he buys for himself to use. John Tucci. For the rest of his career when he goes back to being John Tucci, the lovable, um, not gardener. Groundskeeper. Groundskeeper, thank you. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, no matter what, I'm still going to, like, keep an active eye out for him and, like, wave to him and have a conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Similar to the Yorktown elevator, RMU Century Media will be dropping stories this week. Oh! <laughs> so, let's... I just blew out the mic. I'm sorry, <laughs> but what a transition. Let's start off with Garrett with a and Garrett, what's coming out from you this week? So we don't really have any set days for anything at the moment. We have a lot of articles in progress. There's some stuff going on this weekend we wanted to get covered. Uh, there's some events happening, such as Paint Your Pride on campus, which we're going to have some big coverage for the kebab cooking competition. Wow, that's a... Um, 
but essentially that's going to be another kind of big story from us with some multimedia you'll be able to see what they're making all that stuff um we have some big articles in the work we are currently working on two humans of rmu uh you can expect those sometime in october because we missed when am i getting a humans of rmu article done on me whenever uh this is gonna be really harsh. I already know. <laughs> well, we we can't write about our writers. We don't we don't kind of like pump ourselves up like that because there's some interesting people in Century. There are, and I think I'm one of them, and that's why I'm offended. There's not been a Humans of Review yet. Why is Alec here? <laughs> I don't know. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um. Additionally, uh, we do have a everything you need to know about the UPMC Event Center concerts. Uh, that's going to be an interesting kind of look into why do they choose their concerts this way? What's the inside of the venue look like for people who aren't students and don't have full access in? Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a couple of other stories I want to get covered, but I don't know if we have anybody yet, so I'm making no promises. All right. Thank you, Garrett. Uh, Nick, you sort of touched upon what games are coming out this week, so I'm not going to make you go too in-depth, yeah, but I know you- I know you have some features in the work. Do previews, you have any information? previews for the away games. John Hanna did a uh, men's hockey season preview. Look to look out for. He did a prospects article on people that are were drafted into professional leagues that are still playing college and fine tuning their skills. That went out. Um, aside from that, I didn't. I'm trying to find a good feature to write. I want to show some people that I'm a really good writer. Um, but we'll find. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right. I guess that just leaves me. A um, couple big ones that I plan to have out soon. Uh, just these are the two most intriguing, so these are the ones that I'm going to mention. Last night, uh, my two writers, like my two writers. Not two of his writers. Only two writers. Oh, that was some uh, ASMR right there. They went out. That was throwback to John <laughs> Blinn episode one. <laughs> the lost episode. Not episode one. This is episode one. Sorry. Um <laughs> terminology they went over to heinz hall last night um to hear john Kerry, who was u.s secretary of state from 2013 to 2017 he was uh speaking at heinz hall so i'm curious to see what they found out what they learned that's a pretty big story and i'm excited to cover it on behalf of rmu on the other end i was um I went to a concert and conversation with Peter Buffett last night. I got to have a one-on-one interview with him and a couple representatives of United Way. And it was kind of an interesting event because when I think uh, philanthropy and raising money and everything like that, I don't think of music typically. So it was nice to see how that sort of coincided. Live Aid. Uh, live Aid. You know? Yeah. Well, okay, but it, it was like... I know. I'm <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, Peter Buffett, super nice guy. Um, everyone that I talked to there was really nice. The music was interesting. He, uh, he wrote pieces for a dance with wolves. Um, dances with wolves, the movie dances with wolves, the movie. Fantastic. He wrote said dance, um, with the wolves, the one that they do with the wolves. (laughs) (laughs) He he wrote that. Um, he showed the scene. It was kind of nice, but yeah, really interesting piece. I'm excited to write it. Um, that should be up towards the end of this week at some point. Those are two big ones to keep your eyes up for. Other than that, we'll have some RMU stuff. Maybe you'll learn a little bit more about those elevators. I know Sonu's got some Yorktown stuff coming up. Just stay tuned for all three of us. Check out RMU Century Media. Boys, I think that's about all we got. Is there anything you guys would like to add before we wrap it up? 
Uh, I'll plug some of my stuff. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Century Roberts. Uh, that's where you'll keep updated with those articles. I don't know if we got people covering or not, but whenever <laughs> they do get published, we will, of course, retweet them and let you know about them. Uh, you can also follow at Rock Colonial, and uh, that's for Colonial Rock Radio, uh, Mondays from 8.30 to 10. It's an interesting show. I encourage everybody to listen if you're into rock music. We play a lot of Nickelback. Uh-huh. If you Legally. <laughs> if you can't get enough yeah. A&E, I'm not affiliated with Robert Morris University on this behalf yet, but we're trying to make it a, a column, but just sort of uh, for my own amusement. Check out Blinn Reviews on Instagram. Oh Blinn, B-L-I-N-N, reviews, no space in between those two. Check it out. We make mediocre reviews about four weeks after the movie comes out. It's a good time. There's bad photoshops. There's memes. Uh, give it a look. On the Century side of things, check out John Blinn 2 from my Century account, and we'll be retweeting the news that comes that way. And Nick, you get the last plug, buddy. Follow me on Twitter, uh, Hedrick underscore Nick, if you want the joking side. Uh, Century Hedrick, if you want the inform, uh, informative side. Which has what? What are you pointing at me for? Don't forget about the Stranded Bowl, buddy. That's a big event. Do, do you want to let me build up, or do you want to <laughs> just cut me off? Because you have a lot of options, and you chose the wrong one. I'm sorry. Um, Stranded Sports Podcast is my sports podcast where I kind of sound intelligent sometimes. Sometimes I, I don't, but you know, we'll, we'll fight forward. My co-hosts do a good job at least. Um, yeah, we have a big event coming up. Oh, you can follow that at Stranded underscore Sports. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and StrandedSports.com. Pretty good time there. Um, that just rattles off so quickly now. I really feel like a con man. And <laughs> we're not conning people. It just flows off naturally. Tomorrow's a Stranded Bowl. We're going to be playing Woo! some... Playing, uh, all the hosts are going to be playing some listeners that some of them don't even listen because they don't like sports like John, but he's a friend I, of all of the Let it be people. known. I, I like sports. He, he doesn't listen to Stranded, though. Yeah. You should, though. You I'll really should. It's entertaining. We buy talk. a t-shirt, by the way. They have Buy merch. a t-shirt. Yeah, it's in our uh, Twitter somewhere. Um, but, yeah, we have a Stranded Bowl. We're playing some listeners and some friends. Um, it should be a good time. We're going to film it make some YouTube flicks on it. It should be a really fun time. Garrett just got a really amused by that statement. But, uh, yeah, just creating content, having a good time with things. And, uh, you know what? We're going to keep trudging along both on Century and here on Stranded and here on Where's the News. Nick, that was beautiful. Thank you. We will see you guys next week.